0: You make a mistake and do not correct it. That is a second mistake. it's not freddy ha that's called humor ha i'm blue i'm ray ha i'm red
1: i'm andy and we didn't do the introduction right we can change it up every now and then welcome to tuning japanese a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime
0: can't you just splice it backwards is that a thing
1: hey i'll figure out i post uh hey guys guy i do that every time This week, we are back with another episode of Pokemon Generations. I'm not sure where this is going to drop necessarily within the timeline, but I know that for sure we are on break right now in between Seasons 2 and Seasons 3. We're bringing you all kinds of extra little bonus content. So either you're getting this before or after, more than likely, a review of the Trigun movie, Badlands Rumble. So if we have not released that yet, do not fear. That will be out soon. And if it already has been out, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We are here to talk about some Pokemon. Yes, we are. That's what we do. Ray and I, we talk about Pokemon, and we've got two more episodes of Pokemon Generations. Episode 13, The Uprising, and episode 14, The Frozen World.
0: That's right. And we have two... Episodes left after this, basically, for our total episodes. Yes,
1: and when we say episodes, we mean episodes that we will do, uh because there are four episodes of Pokemon generations left, and we've been doing for the most part two per episode. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how this all plays out once we get to the end. I guess I'll start with nerd news. Since yeah. I'm oh look at you—you you know the format now.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I've been around a couple times, it, you know? <laughs> one, once or twice. Go ahead, tell us <laughs>
1: tell us about your nerd news.
0: All right. So, oh, I just want to say. Today I finally got today. all the Zygarde cells and core nice. cores in Sun and Moon.
1: Yes, quite S- the
0: accomplishment. S you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we 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 discovered today, or Ray discovered today, that Pokemon Sun and Moon could be shortened up to Pokemon S and M, and that yeah. disturbs the hell out of me.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Pikachu out there with some bondage gear. So. Well.
1: Pikachu has many hats and many <laughs> many outfits. So or no outfits. <laughs> was it Pokemon um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire that you could like dress up your Pikachu?
0: Yeah, and like the rocker outfit. I only had the Pokemon or the Pikachu rocker. Me too, because I, like, I
1: I didn't bother with that. I yeah. was just like no, I'm not gonna parade yeah. Pikachu around in different outfits. I'm I gonna, got the cool one. I was like, oh cool. I'm not gonna hey. cosplay as Pikachu <laughs> with my Pikachu. So. We had a strategy
0: guide and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go and get all of them. So I finally got all 100. There's five cores and 95 cells. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to f- just kind of fuse them together and see what happens. So I did that. And then, and then I was trying to mess with the nature and stuff because you can have a Pokemon with the synchronize in the, in the lead and make it what nature you want it to be. So I tried to separate it and it wouldn't let me. No, It gave me an error message that Uh said, um, can't be separated due to how tight the bonds are of its power constructability. That's weird. That fused the cells together. So I was like, oh, wow. So don't make the mistake that I did and save after. And Uh, and I kind of screwed it
1: all up. Yeah, if you're one of those people that likes to get your Pokemon the exact way that you want it, then yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Just save beforehand and then go use the judge function in your Pokemon PC if you have it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have it, you have to hatch 20 eggs and go to the battle tree.
1: Um, look it up. Yeah, exactly. It's out there. If you're a really big fan of the Pokemon Sun and Moon or S video games, uh, <laughs> you, you probably already know that though. Speaking of, do you, do you have another codes? I, I feel like you have another set of codes. That was the next part of my nerd news, actually. Mm-hmm. So, Shiny
0: Tapu Koko is a mystery gift mm-hmm. available right now yes. until August 14th.
1: I did get the cha- the Shiny Tapu Koko. I didn't uh, keep
0: track of when it started but you have until August 14th to get it because it does end Ooh. and it's a free Pokemon. Just go down and download it from the internet. You don't need a code or anything for that one. Nice. It does hold an electric seed. So that's actually kind of nice. And that raises defense. If everyone knows that the next one, there are some codes out actually for four mega stones. The stones are Tyranitarite, Abomasite, not Barack Obama site.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> Barack Obama site. <laughs>
0: Manectite, and Agronite. The code is, it's very weird. I didn't, I didn't bother looking it up. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> um, so it's Sablevolant. volant. So can you spell that I'm for gonna our just, I'll just spell that. It's S A B L E V O L A N T. Sable. Sablevolant,
1: I think. Maybe it's French? The Pokemon Company is a French company, so.
0: Oh, that makes sense. And Sable means black. And there is an upcoming GameStop card code coming out, too, for uh, Salazzle. That begins August 14th and ends September 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sexy-style Pokemon.
1: Uh, Salazzle is actually a really cool Pokemon. It's one of the ones where if you have not been able to evolve it, it's because it needs you need to find a female version and not a male version. And the female version only shows up... 12.5% of the time when you're playing the game. Of Salandit. The, of Salandit, yeah. Oh, so this the, is the
0: evolved form. That's the evolved form. So oh, you so you get the evolved, evolved form. form. You okay. don't have to crunch and try to fi- fight over
1: and over and over yeah. again until you get a However, female-
0: there is a way to get a female one. You need to have a Pokemon of a male gender with Charm. I actually looked up a little cheat online and I, I had a male Sylveon with... I I can't remember the ability, but, I mean, he had cute charm, so. Mm-hmm.
1: It attracts it, the opposite gender or something like that?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. um,
1: it, I believe it was his ability, though. How progressive of you, Pokemon. But, anyway.
0: I actually got them pretty fast, so oh, okay. it actually it works pretty well. Nice, nice.
1: So, those are going right now. You can definitely go pick those Mega Stones up. It's always nice where you can get extra items, especially if those are some of your favorite Pokemon. Get those Mega Evolving Stones. That'd be awesome.
0: And just to kind of round back to our previous episode, these Megastone codes do come out after the competition events, but, um, it's only after the competitors get theirs and you know, Right, then, after some then time it, has passed. And it's global. Yep. And there's no end date on it. I didn't see one, so I imagine it's Yeah, just I, I don't of, think
1: the other ones had an end date either, no. so, uh, these are... This Makes is a, sense. ...a way for them to get people to turn their cartridges back on and play some more and you know, maybe spend the money on the Pokemon Bank. So, well, I, speaking of that, actually, I—I I mean, you and I had discussed uh, the
0: cost of some of those other Mega Evolution Stones. Yes, that are, in, in-game 60, costs. Sixty-four Battle Points for each one. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous.
0: And so, I, I just just use the Pokemon Bank. Don't even bother with Battle Tree or the
1: Dome. Somewhat, yeah. because like but even. You can get it's, some like go- a good number, but you'll still have to do some of the other stuff to like supplement the rest of it. But if you have not been using will, Pokemon Bank, but- the more the more boxes you fill on your Pokemon Bank, the more battle points you can earn, yep. which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've already got seventy one ever since I started learning how to do this. Right. So it's just going to keep accruing. So it's it's an easier way, less effort. So anything that you do on top of that is supplemental. I would say absolutely. And that's Uh, all I have for Nerd News. Nice.
1: I think all I have really is, I just want to talk about how excited I am for Gen Con 2017. Now, Gen Con, if you're not familiar, it is the largest gaming convention in the United States. And it happens every year in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I've gone for the last, God, I don't even know how many years. I've, I've been going for quite a while now. But we're going back again this year. Ray and I have been a couple times. And we're going back, and I, here there are several events that are, I'm really looking forward to, and just generally going around and seeing the cosplay and going to the vendor hall. Um, but there are three really cool events that I cannot wait for that we go to every year. We're going to go see uh, Hickman's Killer Breakfast, which is Tracy Hickman, the fantasy writer. He and his wife put on a—it's not really a breakfast, but it's like a variety, like kind of show with fan participation. It's a lot of fun. Pretty hilarious. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good time. We're going to see the Gamers Live. If you're familiar with the name they have produced in different movies like Darkness Rising and other, and other such uh, kind of gaming-centric films. Uh, they do a, a show, again, another kind of a comedy show with uh, fan participation. But the one thing that I think connects with this podcast that we're doing right now is we're going to go watch... It's put on by Wasabi Anime and it's called Mystery Anime Theater 3000 and is one of my favorite events at Gen Con. Uh, this will be the third mystery anime theater I've made it to. I didn't realize it was a thing the other times I was there. So Wasabi Anime and Mystery Anime Theater 3000, they basically do what it sounds like. They take an anime and they make fun of it. And they've done like the Sailor Moon movies in the past. Uh They did, the one year I went by myself basically, uh I saw them, they did... uh fatal fatal fury uh based on the video game last year they did a really weird sci-fi one yeah i don't remember the name of it i don't either but it was really bizarre this year however they are going to be reviewing and making fun of and poking fun of pokemon the first movie
0: i found that very interesting because we talked about reviewing that movie mm-hmm on this podcast yeah so um maybe we when we do that we can kind of pull some of that stuff that we yeah maybe we get we see right right absolutely yeah we can pull
1: it in and talk about that and use as part of our our own discussion about the film so yeah that's gen con and actually that's coming up in a couple weeks so i'm really looking forward to that it's probably gonna throw a little bit of a wrench into our recording schedule for tuning japanese but that is totally fine with me um, we'll get it figured out. We'll probably release, it. like I said, this episode is either going to be out the weekend that we're at Gen Con, or at, we're after after Gen Con, or right before. So, anything else for nerd news, or should we move on to a review of Pokemon Generations? Let's move on. All right, let's go and get started with episode thirteen of Pokemon Generations, titled "The Uprising." And before we get started, I want to mention that we are now into the territory of Pokemon Black and White, and Pokemon Black and White Two. Which I believe is the last set before... I don't think there's anything else before we get into Pokemon X and Y, correct? I, agree. I think And I think that Pokemon Generations, it ended before Sun and Moon was a thing. So it'll probably, the last episode, I don't know because I haven't gotten that far yet actually watching them. I think the last episode has to do with X and Y. Hmm. I, think, I don't think they, they do anything from Sun and Moon. So we start with a shot of a winding path going toward some sort of temple there is a lightning bolt that crashes in front of a girl and her Pokemon. This girl is Iris. Iris, yes. Yes, and I know Iris, obviously, from the game, but also she actually had a pretty hefty part from the Pokemon Black and White cartoon. So yes. she was running around with Ash Ketchum quite, quite a bit. often, yeah. And her Pokemon, especially in the early episodes, which is all I really watched, I didn't watch all of Black and White, but um, in the early episodes, she was running around. She's a dragon trainer. And she had an Axew that she was like really attached to. Axew. Axew. Yes, I fucking love Axew. She also had one of the Drill Pokemon, the the pre-evolution of Excadrill. drill. Uh, I can't remember what it, what, the, what the pre-evolution is called, but basically she had that Drill Pokemon that she uh, she <laughs> I can't remember either. Yes, <laughs> keep your dirty jokes to yourself. She's a yes. young girl, right? I um, mean, there's like how many Pokemon now? <laughs> right, it's there's yeah. 720. Plus, yes. Uh, so she's running around with one of her dragons. Apparently, she's got a Drugadon. drug Dr- Dr- I can never say this Pokemon's name. Drudigan. Drudigan. You're right. It is drudigan. It helps if you spell it right. That uh, helps. And this particular Pokemon is kind of weird looking. I've never been a big fan of this Pokemon, like visually.
0: Well, we saw again with cynthia before didn't we in our just our previous episode did we Mm-hmm. because um it was with dialga and palkia oh
1: and cynthia rem-
0: kind of walked up the stairs with her i'm pretty sure she had a again.
1: i don't remember then that means i'm right Ha. <laughs> probably true i'll i'll give you that one so there's a series of weird towers that rise up you could call them dark towers perhaps
0: hmm no, it kind of looks like Roman-style architecture or Greek, you know?
1: I'm just trying to constantly dig in that like the reviews oh, of the yeah. Dark Tower have been so terrible, and that makes you kind of sad.
0: I, it does, because I've read all the books. I'm
1: probably going to watch the movie. I don't care. but Yeah. So these towers rise up and form kind of a semicircle. And on the first one, there's a dude. And this dude apparently is part of the Seven Sages. And this is Enns Castle, by the way. And he starts talking about fate and how people will perish if they go against fate. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And then as more towers rise up, more people are just randomly on it standing like it's no big deal. Like, hey. of the sages are. Yes. And they're rambling about other weird stuff. And none of it makes sense. Like, Ray, did you know that if you make a mistake and do not correct it, that is a second mistake? I mean, I. I can count. So <laughs> I guess uh, it's it's <laughs> so
0: wise. Do you want to know what Ray's Seven Sage speech would be? Uh, what? <laughs> I kind of do. Okay, this is what Ray's Seven Sage speech would okay, be. Okay, bring it on. If one chooses to walk in the tall grass amongst the Pokemon, expect to step in their
1: shit. <laughs> Why weren't you one of the sages? <laughs> I don't know. That Why is, not, Game Freak? Oh, get on that. That is... Pokemon Company, what are you, what are you doing?
0: I will draft a contract right now. Oh, uh, let's let's do this. <laughs> that, is, that
1: is... You're probably true. Can you imagine how much Pokemon shit like people... step? Oh, I man. know, right? Yeah. That's great. They also talk about being like men and how men are superior. It's just like, geez, this is like old white dudes, like white privilege <laughs> going on here. Say what? <laughs> like white privilege, man. <laughs> Anywho. Uh...
0: Well, I mean, they are facing down a, uh, you know, female of color.
1: Yeah, it's it's like they're like, oh, men are superior, little girl of color. Yes, basically. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So then the buildings start to transform and, like, bridges start appearing out of nowhere. And apparently, this is Gexis's plan that is now coming together. Now, who is Gexis, Ray? Um, well, it's Getsis, and because he's Skex- not a Skexis. Skex- Skexis. <laughs> Skexis. <Is that laughs> us? Okay. Ge- Gexis. This isn't the dark crystal. Is it okay. Gexis or Gexis? Getsis. Getsis. Oh yes. no, no K at all. Getsis. No. Okay. All right. Well, well. Apparently, I don't know huh. who this guy is. So tell me about Getsis. He's a
0: dude who has a <laughs> master plan to own Unova region and. He's the he, leader. He, he's of, the leader of Team Plasma. There you go. And we don't get to see him in this episode. Or the next episode. <laughs> like, I don't remember no. what happens to Getsus. I don't either. And I should have looked it up before this, but. Eh, you know. Fuck
1: it, because he's not in the episode. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Getsus. Wow. Man, harsh. So, cue a bunch of Team Plasma members who I forgot basically look like knights.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a far cry from what we saw in the last episode of the space.
1: Yeah, and a very, very far cry from what we'll see in Pokemon S and M with Well never mind, guy with team uh, team what's its nuts the gangster team team skull. Thank you, team skull, who are oh yeah, thanks for the reminder. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I had to fight the leader of Team Skull again when I was playing through Pokemon S and M. Guzma, yeah, yeah. I, I found I went to Guzma's house to doesn't collect that, one of the TMs. Doesn't that just roll
0: off your tongue, Guzma? No, yeah. not that. I mean Pokemon S and M.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: i was like wait what oh
0: lord well maybe rihanna could totally
1: (sighs) sing the song i'm sure she could what i really song (laughs) theme song what i really like about the look of team plasma is that not only do they look like knights but they have their logo is like in a shield and everything and that's kind of cool
0: yeah and i remember from playing uh pokemon white Mm -hmm. when that logo came up it was like and it was just Badass.
1: It was really cool. This is probably, honestly, my favorite team. And the reason why I like Team Plasma so much is that when you start Pokemon Black and White, the story, you you look at the team, and you're like, this team actually makes sense. What they want to do, which isn't very clear here. That's one of the things I don't like about these two episodes is they don't really give you an idea of what Team Plasma is all about. Team Plasma actually, they're kind of like environmentalists, almost in a way. Like they're they're kind of so- like they, they want, like, Pokemon to not be treated poorly. I would say it's more like philosophical environmentalists. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because they, they really pushed a lot of morality and stuff, too, yes. in, in the dialogue in the game. So, back to what you were saying, they didn't explain much about this. No. Well, of course, they want you to go pick up the game to, right. you know, go play it. It's a really good one, and I definitely recommend playing right.
1: it. Right. You know... It's, it's definitely black, worth it. It's, it was probably not even mm-hmm. just a good game. It was the most difficult Pokemon game I've ever played. I died so many times playing that game. Yep.
0: And, I mean, even with the Team Plasma dialogue, you really feel the root of what their cause is. And you're just kind of like, wow, this actually makes sense. Because, I mean, you're kind of living it through Team Plasma and N, who's mm-hmm. also going through a whole morality type. You do. go through this. Yeah,
1: and it's the only team, really, honestly, that makes complete sense. And you do... It's the only one I really like. I mean, I like yeah. Team Rocket, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, of course. It, because they're classic. But original, yeah. But nothing beats Team
0: Plasma, honestly. Yeah, Team Plasma was a fresh team. Mm-hmm. They They just had everything going for them. And, I mean, even the look of them is just... I mean, they have seven sages, and you know, seven's like a Mm -hmm. magical number. Yeah, and And they're kind of of like holy knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's
1: a good point. I didn't think about that. It's it's, it is really cool. Like, it's such a shame that you go from that to Pokemon X and Y, which still Pokemon X and Y, I think, is still my favorite Pokemon game or series of all the Pokemon games. But the team for Pokemon X and Y, Team Flare, they're just they're just pointless. Well,
0: I I think. A lot of the members were pointless, but I liked the leader. Yeah. Was it, was it Leo? I can't remember I think it the was actual Leo. name like, of the leader. But, yeah.
1: But I don't know. It's just like you go from Pokemon with, with Team Plasma to mm-hmm. Team Flare, and you're like, okay, well, some of the seriousness is like taken away yeah. from you know some of the more philosophical writing. Yeah.
0: Well, I kind of feel the same way about Team Skull. I like Guzma, but I, I dislike any of the grunts. I mean, yeah, I like their cool. The logo, uh, the, the logo, shirt, the and... shirt, but the hat and, and just the, the constant arm waving. Yeah. The body movements is just kind of over the top, over the
1: top and a little offensive. I honestly. mean, it was
0: kind of like they're trying to pull into team rocket and team uh, flare yeah. at the same time or something, but I was just like, eh, no, not feeling it.
1: So the Knights come charging in and we see a number of Pokemon they have with them. I see, you see a Gigalith, you see a Whirlipede, a Scolipede, uh, a Sigalith as well. And Iris and her dragon decide, well, we're gonna fight. And they shoot fire. And during the fire, we actually see a Leopard as well, which is apparently Team Plasma's signature Pokemon, because in the next episode, yeah. there's like 5,000 of them. And apparently, Leopard is the mascot of Team Plasma, because in the next episode, there are like 50,000 of them. They apparently yeah. run in some sort of, like, unethical. <laughs> like breeding operation with that with that Pokemon. Oh my
0: god, it's like cat farming. Yeah, it's like cat mm-hmm.
1: farming. I also love how Iris in this scene basically calls them out for their stupid speech. She's kind of just like, yeah, you're talking nonsense. It's great. It's pretty fantastic. But things are looking really bad until... Here come the fucking Pokemon champions. They're just ruining getsus's plan. They are. All eight of the Pokemon mm-hmm. League champions are here. And uh, all the gym leaders, rather. And we start off with a view of an excadrill coming out of nowhere to save Iris. And that is being controlled by Clay, who is, I guess you could say, a cowboy? Yeah. Kind of like Colonel Sanders? He's kind of like a
0: mining cowboy, yeah. I guess, because he's from Driftvale.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's from Driftvale, uh, and that's... Uh, yeah, he's just kind of a kind of a big, happy, southern gentleman who also drills, apparently. And I have to say, like, that... The Excadrill
0: just popping out and saving Iris. That was pretty awesome um, was. cinematics.
1: Excadrill is a really awesome Pokemon. Uh, it's it's just visually, it's really neat how it could basically turn itself into a drill. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I think Clay knew there's no way Iris could have survived
0: on her own. And, I mean, it just adds to the tension and mm-hmm. stuff in the episode.
1: Absolutely. Uh, here comes a Herdier as well. Uh, and that's actually being controlled or sent in by Lenora. From the Cream Gym. And she's... I like her design. She's got, like, crazy, crazy afro hair. Pretty awesome. Yeah, she does. It, yeah. It, it looks really cool. My favorite of the gym leaders from this particular game is Elisa from Nimbasa Gym. And she's got a Zebstrika, which is a crazy awesome, like, lightning zebra. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And she's just riding him into battle, too, which is pretty... Ba-, BA. Yeah, and she's got like a cool red and blue pokeball looking headphone kind of thing going on. But they're not hooked up to anything, so no. they're wireless. The design, I've seen better designs of her than in this episode. Um I don't think they really took enough time to really detail out her, her outfit as much, but she still is really awesome. Um then you have a Levanny, which is another really fun Pokémon. I don't even know how you describe a Vanny. It's kind of like praying mantis
0: meets meets a plant. plant type. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that's being controlled by Berg from Castellia Gym, and he' gay. Oh yeah, he' gay. He's got a butterfly belt buckle. I love this guy. And they do. <laughs> they even do a choreographed hand gesture moment. Him and his Pokemon. It is. Like, he is glorious. Like a hand job. Not like a not like a job, no. They do like a they do like, a, like a they leave Levani job. No. They like put one arm out to the side of the other and then they bow and it's great. It's fantastic a <laughs> like job. It's awesome. Uh then you get Bryson from Acaria's gym, and he is a fucking crazy ass blue haired, blue masked frickin' ninja. And instead of like just sending out his Pokemon, which he does At first, we see him just jumping and kicking the Grunt members.
0: Yeah, that was pretty badass. I mean, he's taking the fight right to them.
1: Like, that's one way to stop... Like, that's... I've always wondered, like, in Pokemon, if someone, like... Like, I'm gonna fight you! I challenge you to a fight, and then someone didn't know what was going on, didn't have any Pokemon, just, like, decked the guy. Like, I want (laughs) want to see that. I want to see Vash being like, I challenge you to a battle! And he just gets floored, knocked out. I mean, it it had to happen at some point, so why not now? Apparently he's got a bear tick, which is a crazy cool Arctic bear. Uh, I've always wanted to make an entire team of bears. Like the Chicago Bears? Yes, I would call them that. Um I haven't gotten around to doing that. Because, like you could do a bear tick. You could do like there's that weird Teddy Ursa. Like, te- there's Teddy Ursa, which is a, a really great one. Spinda is kind of Spinda bear is kind people. of a bear one. There's the new pink and black bear. Uh Beware. Yeah, Beware. There's a couple other bears, I think. I can't think of who the other ones are, off off top of my head. It's gonna bo- that's gonna bother me. Oh bother. Post bad comments about him for not remembering all the Pokemon bears. <sighs> Shame. I don't yeah. remember all 720s <laughs> on Pokemon. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> he's... more than that. He's beating the shit out of Team team Plasma members, rather. Team Rocket. And then we get Swanna uh, flying through the air, basically shooting air gusts at everyone. That's being controlled by Skyla from the, the Mistralton Gym. And she's got those cool... Aviation gloves, not aviation gloves. Uh, like bird gloves, like bird trainer gloves. Kestrel, kestrel gloves. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, she kind of looks like a sky ace too. If you kind, it's like a, a, yeah. like a little mashup
1: to me. Absolutely. And then we finally get our last of the gym leaders, which is Drayden, and he's got a Haxorus, which is a uh the the third evolution of an Axew, mm-hmm. and it's a badass dragon Pokemon. Definitely. And he's from the Opalusa Gym. And what can you say about this guy? Well, I mean, the beard, first of all.
0: Can I grow my beard upwards instead of downwards?
1: He grew his beard all the way up over his face so you can't see his mouth. Yeah. And it is the weirdest yeah. look. And it's all white.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say he's kind of like a hot Colonel Sanders. Yeah,
1: like he's he's definitely a daddy. Like he's got, he's got this daddy thing going on. So would you want him in Daddy Simulator? A dream daddy is Alex, the name oh, of Oh, my bad. I mean... Uh, if you want to see me play Dream Daddy, it's still, it might still be up, be up on my VOD on my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lemon Boy. Oh, I need to go back and play that again. Dream Daddy is, oh, there's so many daddies I want to fuck. Like, I, I just, is, I <laughs> I'm so excited. But he's there's screaming his pants right but now. But <laughs> there's one, but there's one daddy who I don't want to have sex with, but like, he's the perfect match for me emotionally. So I think I'm going to end up with him. I Don't have anything to say. That's our Dream Daddy moment. Go check out Dream Daddy. It is one of the greatest video games ever. Uh, So, anyhow, he's got an amazing beard. Drayden says that he understands some of what Team Plasma is going for here, but he's not going to let them go as far. But, you know, I really wish, again, we knew exactly what they were planning Well, I mean,
0: the seven sages say, we are the true chosen ones. You know, Mm -hmm. they're here to alter the world. You know, that's, again, part of Getz's plan Mm -hmm. to take over the Unova region. And it kind of pulls back to the whole every other team's underlying motif is they want to change
1: the world into something that they see fit. You know what I want to see now? I want to see a Pokemon meets Game of Thrones mashup because I feel like each of these teams in each of these different regions kind of reminds me of what's going on in Game of Thrones right now. All these places vying for ultimate power.
2: Yeah, I there can should see be that.
1: there should be an uh, an ultimate like Iron Pokemon throne. Google the Master Throne. I'm gonna Google it. And while he's doing that, um, we get to the
0: end cinematic where. One side is Team Plasma and the Seven Sages, and the other side is all the gym leaders. and they all just come right to the center in a fight and then end episode
1: and that's the episode. I do want to say that when you Google Pokemon Game of Thrones, go to the image search because someone has gone through and taken all of the houses, oh whoa, and took like the symbol of the houses and showed what they would be in Pokemon. So, like for example, House Stark, which is a wolf house, they've got two evolutions of a wolf, that a winter wolf that looks really awesome. Got like House Greyjoy, and it's got like a an anchor that turns into like a crazy like sea anchor monster. I want squid. these to be real, yeah, squid or whatever. I want these to be real Pokemon. That is really badass. Definitely Google Pokemon. I like Game the Targaryen
0: one. Look at the red dragon down below.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really awesome. It looks like that a Dratini so cool.
0: snake, and then... <laughs> yeah,
1: that is so neat. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I could look at those forever. So, But let's not. Let's, let's talk about what we thought of episode 13. Ray, what were your thoughts of episode 13, The Uprising?
0: I know I talked a lot about how the battle scenes and stuff kind of sucked in the, some of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. After the whole Rayquaza Deoxys battle scene. Um, this one kind of makes up for the fact that yeah. they kind of sucked... On the other ones. Because you have Haxorus just beating the crap out of stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got Drudigan shooting fire. You've got Bryson just beating the crap out of everybody too. Mm-hmm. And and even the uprising of End's Castle is just cinematic and, and eye-catching from the start. I think they've they've really kind of turned that key back. And brought back what I liked in the
1: cinematics. I would agree for the most part. I think that cinematically... It is much better. The fighting is great. Um, not as good as what we're seeing in the next episode. The next yeah. episode may be one of my favorite episodes from Pokemon Generations just because of how much time and effort they put into it. It is cool to see the entirety of all of the gyms show up and take on this you know giant army of, uh, of Team Plasma. While that is cool, I think that they should have taken a few more you know, another 20 seconds just to kind of, like, make it clear what Team Plasma's, you know, whole thing is. Some people have played Black and White. For the younger crowd, yeah, they can go out and find it, but it's not a game that's being produced mm-hmm. by Pokemon, right? By the Pokemon company and Nintendo True. right now. So you'd have to go and get it used, and that's not always an easy thing to do. So
0: And, and I, I kind of agree with you, because I was, I was looking for N... Right from the start, and absolutely. I'm like, oh, there's no end, you know. Yeah, and, and no gets us. Yeah, so yeah. So I can I definitely agree with you on that one. They should have done a little bit more to pull that the villainy in. Right,
1: they could have done away with some of the weird talking and had and actual, just hired me. There you go, and hired you to talk about yeah, Pokemon yeah. shit <laughs> and talk about you know actual plot <laughs> there. So so that's episode thirteen uh, again. Not bad. It was pretty good. I like it. It's, uh, better than some of the last ones that we reviewed. Iris is a radical dude, dude! Yeah. <laughs> what but that least... his name? Bud? Bud, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Uh, um, b- I, I like the
0: good, the good versus evil in this one. I uh-huh. think they pulled back to that morality. Yes. Um, and, you know, people are fighting the change that wants to occur that is bad for Pokemon and other people. Absolutely, but Getzus's plan is to own the Unova region and take over. And
1: and speaking of that, we see a little bit more of that play out in episode fourteen, which is really just a fantastic episode. Episode fourteen, the frozen world, opens with a beautiful shot of the moon over opelucid City. And if you remember, as I mentioned before, opelucid City is the place where Drayden is the gym master. And that's the sexy, daddy Colonel Sanders. Hot Colonel Sanders. Hot hot Colonel Sanders. And things are peaceful for a few seconds until, like every other episode, (laughs) there's like an explosion of some sort. Holy crap, look at the laser leopard kitties! (laughs) Now we see the fruitful
0: events of their um, leopard farming. (laughs) Fucking laser cats. Amazing. So cool. I know what I'm putting in my Pokemon
1: bank. Uh, Yeah, we need a bunch of those. I want to make a whole team of leopards now. They're apparently (laughs) badass. Smoke and debris start to fill the streets, and we get another cool shot of that happening with the moon in the background. Just visually super awesome. Really, really good. Yeah, very good. We are introduced to Zinzalin, who is a weird villain. Uh, Zinzalin is a member of Team Plasma. And he is standing atop of a building alongside of a weavile and a uh, cryagonal. And he laughs menacingly, like all good bad guys do. Of course. Yeah. And Team Plasma sends in their army of Leopolds. Leopards. (laughs) <laughs> Mungo. and uh Mango. I, I guess that means there's no ratatas in Unova, right or uh <laughs> no ratatas or no uh what was the other one team rocket always used uh, the the bat one
0: zubat zubat yeah no <laughs> zubats and ratatas apparently <laughs> yeah
1: um apparently none of them here uh we get a cool shot if you if you notice like there's a a moment where like they zoom in on one of the leopards eyes and you see flame and then it pans out to a giant gout of flame from Drayden's Haxorus, and um, Drayden looks hotter in this one. Like he looks buff. Man. Yeah, I like, think
0: they really played into his hot Colonel Sanders thing. Well, they
1: they really played into everything in this. Like the animation is just absolutely they go, it's gorgeous. They had like their mm-hmm. best animators on this one. It could te- you could definitely tell. So if you have not if you if you've been listening but not watching, go back and watch. Go watch this one. Like the the art style is fantastic. You can tell Drayden has full control
0: of his Haxorus just because, I mean, he is just going at it. You know, Dragon Tail is the first move that he uses and the Haxorus takes out two Leopards and then... Even just bites the next one after that. He, which cried, is he bites awesome. in his
1: fucking head yeah. <laughs> or whatever and then just throws it behind yeah. him, and like there's really cool close ups and mm-hmm. really detailed drawings of the Haxorus, of the Leopards. It's just a cool short battle. The graphic cinematography is just on point. Yeah, it really, really is. So he fucks up a bunch of cats. Uh, then the Weavile and the will come down shooting ice beams, but Haxorus shoots fire. And of course. What happens when, you know, you you, you light a match anywhere near any ice? A giant explosion occurs.
0: Well, you know, I think maybe Goku was there because, I mean, you just see this giant ball of... fire erupts
1: or dragon ball z fu- style or vash was there with his angel arm perhaps oh or that too if this is your first episode definitely go back to season two of tuning japanese and check out our review of Trigun. uh so <laughs> that was badass uh really cool and if you notice too the fire that comes in looks like a dragon uh yeah the fire that blast. was really cool it had wings and stuff. it too. was, it was really weird. really neat we get very quick shots of what happens to the people. The team members are kind of sent flying back on fire. Um, <laughs> the two Pokemon shooting the ice beams are protected by their, their uh, magical attacks. And then Drayden protects himself by hiding behind a bit of stone, which is a cool little bit there. I like that. that. They're all... They actually show you too. How did they get out of that giant ass explosion? Well, they all found a way, or they didn't. If you're a Team Plasma member, remember
0: in our one episode we talked about how um, Blastoise was against a Dragonair, yes! and the Dragonair shot fire, and we were like, "Well, what did the player character do? Did he hide behind the Blastoise Yeah, Blue, shell? Blue was just standing so, there, like, yeah. like, huh, what? Just fire? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely like how they. Pull that in. And, and, you know, he's not safe from some Pokemon moves, too. Absolutely.
1: We go back to Zinzlin who commends them on their strength. And then here comes a fucking airship. Yeah. Badass. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Apparently this airship is being piloted by Colrus. He does that cool thing where, like, his eyes are covered by his glasses and you can't see it through his eyes until he pu- pushes his glasses up. Of course. Further on his face. And then you see his eyes. Love that. He's got
0: this weird blue highlighted part of his piece, hair
1: piece of his hair yeah it's really yeah. kind of a bizarre visual idea there uh they're apparently going to use the legendary pokemon kyram to shoot a massive laser beam of some sort or ice beam in this case we find out well what town. he says is prepared to fire the kyram cannon yeah he says i'll use the power of science to draw out your true power how generic can you get there exactly the power of science well yeah mad scientist maybe i guess Is it okay that like when he starts up the cannon that like lights start going everywhere and like, like warnings, like sirens go (laughs) off and people are running away? You know what? I think I kind of missed that part, but you
0: know, maybe his science wasn't as proven as (laughs) as his lackeys thought. Maybe (laughs) the the lackeys were like, oh shit, let's get out of here. This
1: is for real now. (laughs) Uh, we get really cool subtle, a really cool subtle visual effect. I don't know if you saw it, but. When he, he is standing there and orders the can to be shot, you see that the walls are now kind of slightly frosted in ice. So that was a cool, minor little effect that mm-hmm. they just added in there. They didn't have to add it, but like the interior of the of the airship is kind of like freezing over a little bit because mm-hmm. they're blasting this huge thing of ice. And what's weird, we haven't seen Zekaram or Reshiram yet. At no all we have not either
0: one of these episodes so with them kind of coming out with kyurum first you know that to me that means a lot and they don't really explain how they even got the legendary pokemon either so it play adds the to game that to find mystery. out kids yeah it adds to that mystery but still you're still kind of throwing those legendaries in there which is what their main goal is as well
1: absolutely they fire the cannon and it sends a freezing beam over the city Apparently, according to our one dude Zinzelin, the cold equals the essence of life. I didn't get that part. I don't I know. I didn't understand it. He's just like, ah, oh, like, it's like my like, inner self, I'm cold. Yeah. And... Cold hearted, I guess. I guess? But... I don't know, he's weird. Well,
0: doesn't he demand the DNA splicer from Drake? Yes, at that's, that's point? what we find out yeah. next.
1: He says, you know, give me the DNA splicer. Which, what mm. is a DNA splicer, right?
0: I've never played Black two or white 2. Yeah. But um I I just know because I've done other stuff in Pokemon and researched some of it. Yeah. When you have the DNA splicer and you have Kyurem, Reshiram, Zekrom, you can get a black Kyurem or a white Kyurem. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of meld these two Pokemon's together and you get this alternate version of Kyurem. Yeah. So that's ultimately what they want to do is power him up to make that legendary Pokemon even more powerful. But I want to say Yeah. You know, if this Colress guy is all about science, why didn't he just build a DNA splicer? You know, he's using science to draw out Kyram's
1: power. Why wouldn't he be able to build one? I don't remember. See, I have not play Black and White too either, so I don't know what the storyline is. If like this is something that got out of the out of their hands, like they already made it or not. So oh, yeah, oh yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Either. So I, I don't, I don't really know that. No. But yeah, that is a really, really good question overall. So he decides, Colress does that he's going to push Kyram's limits and freezes the whole town and all the people. Mm -hmm. And uh, what comes out of the ship is a giant blue ray oh jesus (laughs) i like how it's instantaneous it's a cool effect like everything is is covered in ice Mm -hmm.
0: and like um they do that background scene where you're just looking at the whole city horizon there yeah and then that wave just comes and hits the camera view which is pretty really
1: really cool Zinzalin is leaving. Apparently, he wasn't frozen. I don't know how, but he has a DNA splicer now. Yes, and it kind of looks like he's going to stab someone with it, just the way he's, yeah, he's holding like, it. Yeah, he looks like a prison shank. Yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> and the bad guys win. We end with Drayden, who apparently also is not frozen. Must be because he's he's so hot. He looks that's up. That's why. That is. He looks up <laughs> angrily or weakly. It's hard to tell because you can't see his mouth. Um, so <laughs> I mean, you can tell by his furrowed brow. But... I guess. And that's the episode. That's it. That's mm-hmm. how it ends, so can I have a cliffhanger so, there? Team Plasma One? I guess. Yeah. I guess. you have to play the game and find out. Uh, so that is our review of episode 14 of Pokemon Generations, The Frozen World, an apt name there. So, mm-hmm. again, what are your thoughts on this episode? Well, not so much a world, but a city. A frozen, city, yeah. But, you know. But that's their plan, maybe, yeah, is to freeze everything. Yeah, it looks like.
0: Overall, I, I agree with you. I mean, this is probably one of my top, episode favorite mm. episodes of pokemon generations but i don't think it can surpass deoxys and rayquaza battle for me so yeah, well, it's think really second good. best for me i like how they're finally bringing in the whole here hey here's the plan now the audience knows oh this is the plan that they had all along mm-hmm. which it, it is a can, weird plan yeah yeah and it just brings them the audience members in to want to play the other games i would say mm-hmm. cinematography is excellent Graphics amazing, pulling in just all the different Pokemon, and also, I mean, this is the first time we actually see the bad guys win, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, the closest we get is, like, in Ruby and Sapphire, when you have them actually summoning Kyogre and... Um... Not Kyogre. Groudon. 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 (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anti-Kyogre. Yes. There's a little bit of that there, but yeah, no, this is like the first full, I think, win that we see here. Mm -hmm. I don't have much to add. I think that visually it's just, it's stunning. This episode is so well done from a visual standpoint, not just the big fight scenes, but little tiny things that they added to the episode that if you have a sharp eye, you can pick up on, and it's just uh, almost a full minute less in time than episode 13, but it did not feel that way. It felt just as long or longer because I was more into it. My Very o- action-packed. Yes. Mm-hmm. My only gripe is just the weird plot. Like, that's my only thing with it. But otherwise, just super good.
0: And I can see what you mean. I mean, yeah, they, sh- they should bring in more a little bit more of the elements, so that way there's not so much mystery and yeah. confusion. Yeah, yeah. And with the city frozen, it kind of reminded me, uh, I felt immediately thought of the Day After Tomorrow movie mm-hmm, with uh, mm-hmm. Jake, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Yillin Hoolahe, I think <laughs> y- is how you used it. or whatever, yes. <laughs> we looked that up before, Yes, me? yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, oh, sorry, you got me thinking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, so, I mean, now we have hot Drayden, so. If anyone wants to write some fan fiction about Draden and send it to tuningjapanese at gmail.com, I would be very happy. <laughs> I think that about does it for this episode. Anything to
0: add? If I had to add anything, I, I kind of want to play Black, to or white to just so i can actually get the depth of the story Mm -hmm. um for myself
1: as an audience member who hasn't played it and kind of watched this that would be useful i think that uh that that's the missing component of these episodes otherwise you know comparing these to like the magma stone or the or the new world um or things like you know, the legacy from earlier on. This is a, these two are very good episodes. They're much, much better. So next time that we do another one of these Pokemon Generation reviews, we'll be reviewing episodes 15 and 16. 15, The King Returns, and 16, The Beauty Eternal. It looks like from just the image I'm looking at here, that 15 will involve N, and involve, will be another black, black and White or Black and White 2 story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it looks like 16, we're going to be jumping ahead to Team Flare and Pokemon X and Y. I'm pretty excited. X and Y are my favorite Pokemon games. I'm really, really looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, X X and Y is what brought me back to playing
1: Pokemon, so... So good. I put, like, 160 hours into that game. Like, so much freaking time in my life. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, I, have, I have, like, 300 hours on Yeah, the you have a lot more than I do, even, which is just just. Bonkers. I was doing a lot of breeding and stuff, though. You so. were doing a lot of that. Uh, I think that that does it then uh, this has been tuning Japanese, the podcast where two dudes in their thirties talk about anime and we'll be back next time with probably depending upon how the schedule goes, either our Trigun movie review or one of our summer viewing program episodes where we'll be talking about something that, you know, either Josh and I haven't seen or Bill and I or Josh and Bill and just kind of talking about our first impressions and it won't necessarily be anime related. Uh, so definitely look forward to that once again my name is Andy and I'm Red I'm Ray and I'm Blue and we will see you next time next time
2: bye, bye. thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese for more information visit our website tuningjapanese.com like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese and follow our Twitter at Tuning Japanese You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like The Shadowbane Podcast, The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. Ready to fire the Kyurem cannon. This approach may be lacking in compassion, but Kyurem, I'll use the power of science to draw out the depths of your
1: true power.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this advertisement for Words of Geekdom, a podcast where we talk about all the latest geeky news and our favorite geeky hobbies. We also discuss the trials and triumphs of being geeky parents, plus some of our what the heck moments. And any other way we can stick our foot in our mouth. Check out Words of Geekdom every Wednesday morning on SoundCloud, iTunes, your favorite podcast service, and QuestEndNetwork.com.
1: Put our dulcet tones deep in your ear holes. <laughs>